Mary wrapped Jesus in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Can you think of what your low point might have been from this year? Where you're kind of bottoming out a little bit? If you were to zoom out of your life, can you pinpoint what was the low point of your life? Where you might have asked yourself the question, how could I stoop so low? How did I come to such misery? How could I be in such a low spot? I want to give Joseph some credit and some grace, but I imagine if I was in his position, I could argue this would be one of my low points of my life. I have been told by God in a dream, divine revelation, hey, very special mission, I want you to take care of this child that's to be born from this woman. She's a special woman. Keep her close, keep her safe. And whatever you do, keep close and watch over this child because this child is meant for the rise and fall of nations. This child is the Messiah. And here he is completely unable to provide. He has such mean, mean circumstances to welcome this child into. I can provide nothing, not even a decent roof over this child and this mother's head. I have no food. I have no one to help. It is just us, and we are utterly poor, and we are stuck in the elements. I feel like I'm a failure. God gave me this mission, and here I am messing it up. How could I stoop so low? I want to share the story of a couple priests that I know that I really admire a whole lot. The first priest, before he was a priest, he was in his late 20s. He was single, he was a waiter, and he pretty much hated his life. He was addicted to drugs and alcohol, and he just kept getting in a worse and worse situation. And finally, he hits rock bottom, and he's at a point, and he's in his apartment, he's like, I don't think I even want to live anymore. Kind of like that George Bailey moment from It's a Wonderful Life. I have stooped so low. And it's in this moment of desperation, he kneels and he says, God, if you're there, you have to do something. You have to show yourself because I'm done. I'm at the end of my rope. The second priest, another good friend of mine, was really in the height of his ministry already as a priest. The other was not yet a priest. He was just a single bachelor. And this priest had to be pulled from ministry in a public way because he had multiple addictions that needed to be attended to. The humiliation, the anger of his family, kind of feeling like I let the whole team down. I was the priest in the family and here I am. And he's at one of these recovery group meetings, Sunday night crowd. He said it's an especially rough crowd. He's looking around him. And in his heart, he's just judging everyone in that circle. It's like, 
I can't believe I'm with these people. This one guy across the circle from him, Mike, he's talking. And again, in his heart, he says, I can't believe. How can I have stooped so low to be in the same circle as this guy? There's really, really good news. I know I feel like it seems like I'm starting on a real low right now. Maybe this year has been like the best year ever for you. And if that is the case, praise the Lord. Christmas is a culminating moment of celebration for a great year. None of us have had a perfect year, but maybe you had a great year. Maybe this year was kind of one of those bottoming out kind of years. Maybe right now is kind of a bottoming out moment in your life. You feel like you failed. You had great expectations for your life and the seeds of doubt and discouragement and despair, depression are just hemming their way in. And there's this like dark cloud on you right now. You feel like you're at the end of your rope and maybe you made some mistakes and you say, how could I have stooped so low? Maybe that's you right now. Or maybe you can remember well that moment that you did have. And here's a little bit of a scary thought. Some of us haven't actually gotten to that point yet, but it's still to come. We're not really living close to the Lord. And so we're still living in this self-reliance and this control. And that wall, that house built on sand has yet to come crumbling down, but it's going to come crumbling down because it does for everyone. Unless we are built on the foundation that is God. There's really good news If you're in that low place, if you've been in that low place, or you're going to be in that low place, because Jesus delights in meeting us in the lowest place possible. He loves stooping down to where we are. Of course, it's true that God wants to be with us in the high times when everything's going well, but the problem is we're not very eager to let God in those moments because we are self-content. I got everything taken care of and I made it happen. Maybe some faint acknowledgement that God has blessed you, but in the end, at the end of the day, I'm in control and I am being blessed because I am holding the reins of my life. It's especially in the low moments because the facade of the control, the facade of everything going, away, going well is just stripped away and we realize how utterly poor we are. It's in these moments, in every moment, but it's especially in these moments that can be graced moments because finally we might be willing to open the doors to God because we have no other choice. We have no one else to lean on, so we have to reach out to God. That first priest friend of mine He prayed that prayer in desperation. He went to bed that night. And when you know it, just like Joseph, he had a very vivid dream. He had a dream that Jesus was in the chair that he was talking to as though God was in that chair. And in that moment, Jesus revealed his love for him. There weren't even a whole lot of words. Just with his presence, with his look, he knew how good he was. He knew how loved he was. He was reaffirmed that he was a beloved son. He woke up from that dream. 
his life had changed. It wasn't just a dream. It was God coming to him in this lowest moment. From that moment on, he had a dramatic shift. Of course, there was still a gradual detox that needed to happen from these patterns of sin and self-destruction that he had been in. But within a few years, he was actively discerning and jumping into seminary. He is now one of the most free priests. And he is able to heal people in their brokenness because he's been there and done that. God has redeemed him because he met him in his poverty, poured his love into him, and he became new. The second priest, he looked over at this man, Mike. And at this very moment, Mike says, I was a Catholic once, but I've left that behind. But if I had a guy like that, and he points to my friend who's a priest, but he doesn't know he's a priest. But if I had a guy like that and he was my priest, I would still be a Catholic today. That was a reality check. God just just caught him, just caught him off guard. He went back to his house and he had a heart to heart with Jesus. And you know what? Jesus actually spoke to his heart. He didn't hear an audible voice, but he was convicted in his heart. And you know what Jesus said to him? Jesus said, never have I ever asked, how could I stoop so low? I didn't ask How could I stoop so low to become a child and have to have my diapers changed? I never asked that question. How could I stoop so low? When I was walking up Calvary and I was receiving the worst kind of insults that you can imagine, you think the insults you received are bad as you were being pulled from ministry? You should have heard what they said about me. And as I hung upon the cross, I didn't think, how could I stoop so low? Laying my life down for people that couldn't care less. And you know what? Never have I said, as you were a priest, and I made myself present in the Eucharist, never have I said, how could I stoop so low to come into a person like you, a priest like you? Never have I said that. Jesus delights. Jesus delights in stooping to meet us in our lowest moment. Jesus becomes a baby to come into the lowest part of us. He comes into poverty. He comes into total radical dependency. And every single time we come to Mass, He does it again. He does it again. And He doesn't think, why do I keep making, allowing myself to become the Eucharist? Why do I keep allowing bread to become me when I'm ignored by the vast majority of Catholics? The vast majority of Catholics don't even believe I'm there. And they receive me as though it's just another thing. And they couldn't care less. They're indifferent. And they move on with their life as though I haven't done something for them. I've never thought, why do I keep doing this? Jesus is coming to us in that very way, right here, right now. In a moment, that bread, that wine is going to become Jesus. Wherever you are, whether you're on a high, praise the Lord. Whether you're in a low and you're in a really hard spot, praise the Lord. Because you are in a position to receive more of Jesus. Because you realize how much you need Him right now. 
Maybe you're just middle of the road, not a high, not a low, but just kind of here. Jesus wants to bring you to a new level still. And even if you're at that top and that high, Jesus wants to bring you to an even higher level still. None of us are in perfect union with Jesus yet, but he wants to bring us there and he will bring us there. The question is, will we respond? Will we respond? Will we just go on with our life as though we as though Jesus isn't real, as though he isn't alive and risen from the dead, as though he hasn't paid the ultimate price, stooped down to our level so that we could approach him and not be overwhelmed by him. Jesus is inviting us to make a decision. I want this year to be the best year of your life. This year, who knows what's actually going to happen. The exterior life that you're about to experience this, this year might actually be the hardest one. But it can still, by the grace of God, be the best year of your life. Because this is the year where you live as though Jesus actually is the center. He is the only firm foundation. And you start living that way. Wouldn't that be amazing? Nothing could touch you. Yes, you will feel sorrow when you lose people that you care about when you have difficulties in your family, when you have difficulties at work. But if you have Jesus at the center, there's still peace. There's even still joy. It's hard to believe, but there's still joy. That second priest that I mentioned, he has been an amazing father figure to me, and he has blessed and healed so many because he doesn't lead with the facade of having everything together. He leads as one who is in active recovery, and people can approach him, and he's able to bless, Jesus is able to bless people through him because he lives with Jesus at the center because he knows what he is made of by himself. And he doesn't want to stoop to that level anymore. You could be that for other people, especially if you've had a year from hell, especially if you've gone through hell. You, those wounds that you've sustained can be life-giving wounds. If you bring them to Jesus and you unite him to his wounds on the cross, that cross is made present here on this altar. So I just want to pray for all of us that this can be an encounter with Jesus' love, that you can just be washed over no matter where you are, and you can know, not just intellectually, but with your heart, that he is here. He is inviting you to something new inviting you to a whole new level of peace, love, and joy. And as I pray this over you, I just invite you to give Jesus permission. Jesus, I give you permission in my heart to love me. Jesus, I repent of all of my sins. I forgive those who have trespassed against me because you've first forgiven me. Jesus, I surrender control to you. I'm done. I'm done trying to figure it out. I'm done trying to do it myself. I'm ready for you to take the wheel. Jesus, you are Lord. Jesus, you are Savior. Jesus, you are God Hero. You are Wonder Counselor. You are Prince of Peace. You are Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to meet us right where we are. Jesus, we repent of all of the ways that we have ignored you and we have set you aside as though we don't need you. We repent of the ways that we have raged against you because of the hardness of life. You have entered into the hardness of life so we didn't have to experience it alone. Jesus, I don't want to ever go back to that place of being alone. I want to always be with you. 
I ask you, Jesus, to open our eyes, open our hearts to receive you afresh in this Eucharist. Jesus, convict us. Jesus, help us to make a recommitment of ourselves to you, to daily prayer, to Sunday Mass, to repenting of our sins and confession. Jesus, make us new this year. Let this year be the best year of our life because you are the foundation. Jesus, we give you permission to love us right here and right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fill from the top of the head to the bottom of the feet. Come, Holy Spirit, fill them with new fire. Fill us with new fire, new love, new joy, new peace. Come through Mary and her immaculate heart. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.